This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hanniger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! Goodbye baseball, Mitch Hanniger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, how's it going? Hopefully you had a good holiday weekend. Welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Mariners back in action last night. That was a fun one at T-Mobile Park. As they snap their losing streak, they get back on the winning side of things, and the way they did it was pretty spectacular. We're going to go through the highlights in a couple of moments. There were a couple of things you do not see very often at the ballpark, but we saw them last night, so we'll get to that in a second. We'll also hear from Jared Sandberg on the coaching staff and Stephen Davis, the play-by-play voice of the Arkansas Travelers. So we'll check in with Arkansas as well. So a jammed full podcast as always. So the Mariners return home after being swept on the road trip, looking to snap a six-game losing streak facing the Texas Rangers, who they just saw on this road trip. Mariners sending Tommy Malone to the hill, the second start in a Mariners uniform, and he was solid. Here's the set by Malone, and the veteran left-handers 0-2 on the way to Odor. Swing and a miss and a slow breaking ball for strike three, and that'll end the inning. Already four strikeouts for Tommy Malone, two in the first, two here in the second, and the Rangers strand Forsyth over at third base. Well, Mariners sought in Texas. The Rangers, a team that can really hit, but for Malone... Well, he did uh, a fine job. Five and two-thirds, a couple of earned runs, the bullpen pitching well. And they've got plenty of offense in this one, including Daniel Vogelback, who hit a home run that we will just not forget. Here's the pitch. Here it is, deep right field towards the line. It is a home run for Vogelback. Oh, what a big monster shot, triple deck. Two-run jack, and the Mariners have a 5-2 lead. Oh, man, was that ball crushed. Upper deck. Only two others have gone there in a ball game. Carlos Delgado, Mo Vaughn, that has been it. The third time in the history of the ballpark, a ball has been launched into the upper deck in right field. That was a mammoth blast just staying fair down the line. Just one we will not forget. We'll hear from Daniel Vogelback in just a second. Uh, that wasn't the only thing that captured everyone's attention. Malik Smith on the base paths, stealing second, stealing third. Why not steal home? Here's the stretch. Here comes Smith to toss the first, the throw home. Malik swipes home. Holy smokes. Malik Smith just steals home plate. He stole second. He stole third. He swipes home. Holy smokes, winding up at second is Mitch Hanniger. 
Kyle Bird went the first and Malik's broke for the plate. The thievery of Malik Smith tonight. Three stolen bases in one inning. That's all you can do. And Smith has four steals on the night. Holy smokes. And the Mariners lead the Rangers by a score of 6-2. to two. How about that? 6-2. to That would be the final. The Mariners get a much-needed win over the Texas Rangers. Daniel Vogelback after the game, after the mammoth home run on the field with Shannon Dreyer. Thank you, Rick. And, Daniel, what a way to start out an 11-game homestand. A lot to put behind you, but a complete team win tonight. A lot of fun to boot. We saw some pretty great things. Yeah, we needed this one pretty bad. Um, We went through a little stretch there where um, things didn't really go our way and we didn't uh, win many games. Um, But, you know, credit to the guys in the locker room. Um, We never give up and we just keep coming every day, thinking that this is the day that it's going to turn. And um, hopefully today was the day that, you know, things maybe turned in our favor. Was this a matter of maybe having a conversation or did everybody have the Seeger sandwiches before Uh the game or what? What goes into that? I mean, it's just every day coming, you know, knowing that it's not going to be that bad the whole time. Um, that, you know, it's baseball and it's up and down. And, um, you know, we were in a lot of games that we could have won and we just, they didn't go our way. Um, it's just coming every day. Like I said, believing that today's going to be the day that it turns. You come up to bat in the seventh inning. You have an opportunity to add on. You added on in a big way. That It's 3-2 count there. What are you looking to do? What are you looking for? Just get a barrel. Um, you know, my first two at bats weren't very good tonight. You know, and uh, just trying to slow down and um, find a barrel. And there was a curveball over the plate, and I was able to, you know, get a barrel and ride it out. And uh, luckily, it stayed fair. The most disappointing thing of the night was stack cast us down. We don't have the distance. We don't have the miles per hour. I hate the question of how did it feel, but good grief, how did it feel to connect with that? Um, it's a home run. They all feel the same way. They all count the same. No matter what StatCast says, how far it goes, how hard it is, they all count the same and the RBIs count the same. Did you know that was fair? Uh, yeah, I thought it was fair. Um, so just happy that after replay, it's, it stayed. Malik Smith tonight, what a game from him. To see him just running the way that he was running, that had to be a big boost for everyone as well. Yeah, you know, it looked like Malik uh, had his you know, his little swagger back tonight. He uh, he played with confidence, um, and that's, I think that's the Maliks that we all know. And, um, you know, credit to him. He's worked his tail off. And he continues every day to work his tail off. And um, I think, uh, you know, the rest of the season is going to be really good for him. Daniel, before I let you know, go, i got to let you know, this is unofficial. We've been doing all the research we can. We believe you're only the third person to go upper tank here. I understand you did it in the sim game once, too. But uh, Mobon, Carlos Delgado, and now, are those the Vogel seats? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, those are two good guys to be uh, in company with. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's Daniel Vogelback. We'll send it back to you guys. There it is, Daniel Vogelback, who that was that was amazing. The home run into the upper deck. Mariners get the win. Let's hear from Scott Service after the game. You guys, you guys look like they're happy to be home tonight. Yeah, we well, can smile a little bit. Uh, rough road trip, a rough go of it. Really good ball game tonight. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, chipped in and, and did their thing. It's great to see Malik's get going. Um, you know, <laughs> never seen it before. Never seen anybody steal three bases in in a game, and you know one inning there so uh, it was great good for him um, get a little momentum some confidence going there uh, bogey hits the big homer um, pitching and defense tonight outstanding Tommy Malone and does his job gets us into the you know sixth inning and then the bullpen um, you know a couple of new additions here uh, really like what we've seen so far we'll keep giving them opportunities and they threw the ball really well tonight so 
Uh, good ball game. It was like a normal game. Um, kind of using all the guys. Everybody contributed and you know, was well played. Is that your most complete baseball game you've played in a while? <laughs> uh, it might be, Ryan. Uh, you know, we did. Uh, bullpen, like I said, everybody chipped in. Uh, it was good at bats. Uh, we grinded out some at bats. We got some big hits. We got a big homer. I mean, everything was involved. And it's it's hard. It's hard when you get off a road trip like that. Guys are frustrated. They're struggling. Um, you know, we just have to be consistent with what we're trying to do here. And the message going forward is, you know, we're going to work our tail off. We're going to get better. Um, and if we do that, you know, we'll take our chances. We have a lot of young guys. We've got some veteran guys that, you know, are willing to, to work at it and get after it. And that's all you ask. What stood out about Tommy's performance? Uh, change up really good early on. Uh, got a lot of swings and misses on it. Um, had some, you know, good finish to it, depth to the pitch, uh, you know, which is really <laughs> big pitch for him, obviously. But uh, he located the fastball. Again, he's got a lot of experience. Nothing really gets to him. He just goes out and pitches, and he made pitches tonight. Second time he faced him in a week. That's not an easy thing to do. Did he mix things up, or was uh, it? You know, probably a few less breaking balls today, a few more change-ups. Um, and it is. When you just saw that same team five days ago, it's very challenging. They know what you're going to do. Uh, we just saw Lance Lynn. I thought we had good at-bats against Lance Lynn tonight. Uh, he hung in there as best he could, but we really grinded him out. Yeah, it was obviously warmer, and when it's warmer here, the ball does carry. In batting practice today, Vogie hit uh, one ball up in the upper deck, and uh, I was like, wow, the ball is just jumping. And uh, it's like I figured something out. Well, he figured something out, I guess. But, yeah, for the ball to go over the top of the foul pole like that, that's some kind of special power. He, he hit the crap out of it. Off the bat, I mean, like, in the dugout, did you guys think it could stay fair because he yanked it so um, I thought I had a chance to stay fair. I had no idea it was going to end up in the upper deck. You know, I thought it was kind of curve around the pole or whatever the way he hit it and it just kept going and uh, pretty cool. Um, I don't know how many have ever been hit up there. That's the second one ever. Third one, Third one ever. In a game. But didn't he hit one off of Felix in a sim game? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. in a, like sim game. That's, it's, a sim game. Maybe. Yeah, it's different in a sim game uh, <laughs> than it is in a real game, but it was a it, much farther uh, in fair territory. But um, that one probably went a little bit farther, but in a game, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, what can a game like this do for Alex? I think it does a lot for Malik's. Um, I think, you know, sitting down with Malik's on the last road trip, uh, Tim Laker, uh, Jared DeHart, asked him to put some stuff together for him. Just looking at the numbers a little bit, looking at video, just trying to get him back to where he was in 2018. And, you know, I understand everybody's kind of got their hitting gurus and all this other stuff, but at the end of the day, if you just show the player the information, these guys know themselves pretty well. Here's what you were doing, here's what we're seeing, and try to keep it simple. Just one or two little simple things. and. Malik's worked on it the last few days uh, over in Oakland. He didn't play in the game, but he's working on it in the cage. Nice to see him get some results, but more importantly, just confidence. Relax, go play. You know, when you come to a new team, it's tough. You know, it really is. You want to get off to a good start and be part of what's going on here going forward. And, you know, uh, he got off to a pretty good start with the bat and just struggled uh, defensively and whatnot. But I'm really happy for him. He will continue to work. He's got a long ways to go. Uh, but definitely a step in the right direction tonight. You have the ability to be able to do that within the season and to do it here and give them those days. You can't always do that. You can now. How important is that? It's really important, you know, to try to just pull back and, and let him catch his breath a little bit. But you have to be willing to change your mindset. You can talk all the, you know, the mechanics and everything else. You really have to change your mindset. And that's what we asked him to do. Give this a chance. And, uh, and he did and got some results. Also, he's a very gifted athlete. We saw that tonight. Uh, a lot of guys just He's a tremendous athlete, and those guys usually can make the adjustments a little bit quicker. So, again, we'll see. It was one game. 
you know, he'll be in there tomorrow night and hopefully it continues. Even beyond that, Alex, a couple more guys with stolen bases. Did you want to be a little bit more aggressive on the base pass to get some stuff? Um, you know, opportunities arose. We had traffic. We had guys out there, um, you know, and, and Chris Prieto does a really nice job looking at the video, trying to come up with, you know, some tells that maybe the pitchers have and you know, get good jumps and help our guys. And we talk about it every day in the meetings and guys pay attention tonight. It all kind of lined up and took advantage of it. Yeah, good day for the Mariners. They win. Now back at it tonight, 7-10 first pitch, Marco Gonzalez against local product Adrian Sampson, former Mariner, will go for the Rangers. Wednesday, day baseball, 1240, Wade LeBlanc, Drew Smiley, a couple lefties go at it on Wednesday. So there it is. Right now we're going to hand things off to Shannon Dreyer, a chance to sit down with Jared Sandberg. Shannon Dreyer here at T-Mobile Park, where earlier today I caught up with field coordinator Jared Sandberg. Sandberg came to the Mariners from the Rays organization, where he had managed in the minors for several years. The opportunity to get not only on a big league staff, but one close to his Vancouver home, was not one he was going to pass up. The position is new, and it involves everything from communicating lineup decisions early in the morning to being an extra voice on the bench and helping manage pitching plans during games. He gives us a little bit more of what he does on game day. Fortunately for me, I'm about I'm not a part of all those meetings and get to learn and grow. Whether it's pitching meetings, you know, position coach meetings, um, scouting report meetings, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so it's a great learning opportunity for me. And and then um, you know, come out and hit some fungos, uh, throw some batting practice, and then go about the day and uh, get to be a part of uh, the, the, the before the pregame meeting with Scott and the pitching coaches and kind of talk about you know bullpen management and see how things are going to kind of shape out from a. Uh, a game planning situation and then you know uh, if, if I'm called upon during the game have a have an idea and but it's great to have a voice and and uh, the staff's open to have me around and and be a part of things it's great it's one of the things I've heard and Scott's talked about it I know that he's always liked you know he asks for quick things during games you always you know Manny what do you think about this Manny what do you think about that and you're another voice down there yeah um one thing I've learned is that you know um intrigued by having a voice but also knowing that there is a bench coach and there's also a pitching coach and a hitting coach so you know not trying to step on anyone's toes but you know when people ask me for my opinion or some advice or whatever be able to give it and you know my experience as a as a minor league manager for over 10 years how different is it managing it though because you're learning about everything and there's a lot that happens before a team even takes the field how different is that between the the majors and the minors that you've learned so far well, the, the staff is, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, coaching staff here. There's a lot of, a lot of people. Before, it was just me and a couple other coaches trying to trying to do all the same stuff we're doing here. So uh, as all the information and, and, you know, duties are divided up, um, you know, we're, we're working really, really hard. And, and what, one thing I've learned is that at the big level, there's a lot of work um, that, that's done behind the scenes. Um, in, in not also not only game planning, but also developing the players. And, you know, we have, you know, a, some young players that have come through here, so there's a lot of development that goes on. We see a lot of hands-on work going on right now, too. Yeah, um, you know, I've learned a lot from you know Chris Prieto and, and Perry Hill from an infield outfield standpoint, and uh, watching them work is, is great. You know, uh, their ideas, and, and I think it's also been beneficial for me, you know, being a part of a different clubhouse, a different coaching staff, um, seeing how everybody else uh, works differently, uh, new ideas, new thoughts on techniques and fundamentals. And uh, before it was just kind of me and the, and the Tampa Bay Rays way, which where I came from for over 20 years. So uh, it's great to hear different voices and, and different thoughts. Are the Rays very analytically inclined. How similar is what you're seeing here? 
they are, and uh, the Mariners are as well. Uh, I would say the information that the players receive here in the Mariners organization, they're, they're getting way more than what the Rays ever got. So uh, we're, we're, the Mariners are an open organization. They um, give full disclosure to the players, and the communication, in my opinion, is, is off the charts and way better. And you've been around young players for a long time, and they're different now, and they process that differently. Yeah, and uh, you know you you can also give too much information. So I think there's a fine line of kind of you know figuring out what is going to benefit the player, what's not. So uh, I still think that you can give them the whole thing and then help them decipher what they should you know should use and what what can help them. You know what the grand plan here is. You know the players know what the grand plan is here. It's been a rough week on the road. What do you see when you look around right now? What do you want to see? Yeah, we all, we all want to win, and um, you know, I think for me, you know, being the first couple months in the big leagues, it's still the big leagues, and uh, it's uh, an honor to be here. It's a pleasure to be here, and, and we, yeah, we all want to go out there and compete. Um, so right now, we're just going through a tough stretch and dealing with adversity. And I think um, you know, dealing with adversity is only going to make you better. Uh, we've got to kind of get back to our roots and continue to work, and uh, things will work out for us um, from a winning standpoint. Uh, but I think uh, one of the things we talked about today was just go out and have fun. You know, this is the big leagues. We should have, be having fun every single day. Kind of on that level, what's your favorite part of the baseball day? Favorite part of the baseball day? Um, I mean, looking at this great weather in Pacific Northwest, <laughs> I've never been able to enjoy I haven't been able to enjoy this since, like, 1996. So uh, coming for me, coming back home, uh, being in the Pacific Northwest, being able to enjoy this weather, uh, being in a big league ballpark, big league clubhouse, uh, it, it's amazing. First summer home, huh? Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> Working but home. <laughs> and, and my family is really enjoying having me home, too. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And here he is, Stephen Davis from the Arkansas Travelers. Stephen, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And what has to be a busy day, because I know yesterday certainly was, what, a doubleheader and two walk-offs? That's not a bad day at the office. No, it was uh, it was uh, quite the day for the Travelers baseball team with uh, a couple comeback wins. And, hey, this is how it's been the last week for this team. Every ball game right down to the wire. And uh, five uh, wins in this current six-game winning streak for the team have come in their last at-bat, three of them on the road over the weekend with a couple in extra innings. And then yesterday, battling back twice and, uh, in essence, stealing a couple wins. But that's what this group does. They find ways to win games and uh, – a bunch of gamers on this team. Fun group to be around most days. They've been winning a ton, and there's a lot of really interesting stories, I think. I want to start with Jake Fraley, someone who we saw in spring training and was really impressive, and it looks like he has just kept on rolling from spring training on, and his numbers are eye-popping. Yeah, Jake uh, Jake can hit the ball with some force when, it, when he gets to it. He uh, had a big day yesterday in the doubleheader, three doubles among five hits. He's swinging the bat well again right now. Uh, it's been an interesting year for Jake. You know, you mentioned the spring training deal. Big league camp for the first time. He'd never played above single A before. Uh, missed some time last year with injuries. And that's a big jump to, to be asked to go in February and keep going into the minor league season. But he, he's been healthy so far and obviously has played well from all the way through big league camp to uh, here now six, seven weeks into the minor league season. Uh, he's continued to swing the bat well, hitting over 300 on base percentage, about 380. There's been some pop in there, and there's the asterisk because the home ballpark for the AA club here, the Travelers, uh, is very not hitter-friendly. You don't get the ball out of this park much, uh, but Jake's still got uh, quite a few doubles and home runs. He's been able to put up extra base hits and leading the team in steals, too, 10 steals and playing a good uh, defense in the outfield at all three spots. So uh, what you guys saw in big league spring training camp, he's continued here at uh, the AA level this season. 
I mean, it looks like a really fun outfield between Fraley and Dom Thompson-Williams, who it looks like has had a great start to the season, Kyle Lewis in the mix as well. That is a fun outfield. It really is. Uh, one of those three guys, at least, it seems to do something impressive every day. Uh, there are three unique skill sets. You know, Jake can do a little bit of everything, as we said. Kyle, uh, obviously, is a great talent. Uh, being a former first-round pick, he's got wonderful power. Uh, he's really good in the outfield and probably has uh, as good an arm uh, of anybody in that group, if not the best. Uh, and then Dom Thompson-Williams is a power speed guy, uh, and he'll have some big games in there. Dom had a two-home run, five-RBI game in the second game of the season this year. Uh, he's had a game where he stole three bases. Fraley had a game where he stole three bases. Uh, any of those guys on a given night is going to put up one or two highlights, and you don't know which one it's going to be, which, as you said, makes it really fun because uh, they're all in there pretty much every night and have a chance to really do something special. It's been great to see Kyle Lewis healthy and playing. Mm -hmm. uh, he's nearly 40 games already this year. The numbers aren't eye-popping. The reports are, though. The bats, uh, ball's coming well off his bat. What have you seen watching Kyle Lewis every day? Exactly that. Uh, the ball comes off his bat really well. Yesterday was a great example. He hit two balls right on the nose, one of them a line drive to deep right field that the right fielder made a spectacular catch on going back onto the warning track and sprawling to make the grab. Cost Kyle not only probably a double, but two RBIs on the play. And that's stuff that builds up after a while numbers-wise. He's had a, several of those balls this year, probably five to ten of them, where he hits it square and for some reason it gets caught or it's right at a guy or whatever it might be. Uh, the, the big step forward for Kyle this year that we've noticed, though, even though the batting average isn't really impressive that on base percentage is still good. He's drawing walks at a good rate this season. He had several at bats early in the season where he'd get down 0 and 2 and then go into battle mode and just start fouling pitches off, let the bad ones go, and next thing you know he's got a walk. So that's been a bit important step for Kyle this year. Still finding ways to get on base even when those balls aren't falling for hits. Another guy that impressed in the spring that you've had a chance to see every turn through the rotation is Justin Dunn. And it seems like, again, he has picked up where he left off in spring, and he looks, uh, numbers-wise, he's looked very impressive. Yeah, Justin can put up a brilliant start at a moment's notice. He, he can go six shutouts and just make the other team uh, non-existent, seemingly. A couple hits, seven strikeouts, he's capable of that. He's also had some starts where the pitch count gets up and he can barely get through four or five innings. Uh, and it's not necessarily a ton of walks. It's just some deep counts. Guys will foul stuff off. Next thing you know, you look down, and he's at 90-plus pitches through four innings. And you're going, man, he's still got really good stuff. So it's it's the start-to-start -start thing for Justin right now that I think will be the next step forward for him. But when he's on, uh, he's as good as anybody. His strikeout-to-inning pitch ratio is really impressive, especially for a starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a reliever that will put up you know 12 strikeouts per nine innings. Justin's around that number as a starting pitcher working every fifth day and that's been uh, that's really something impressive about him even when he does have those struggling starts where he doesn't go deep into a game he'll still rack up the strikeouts he struck out at least five in every start this year and one of those starts lasted only two innings so uh, he's been consistent with the strikeouts which is a great thing to see yeah 50 k's already in 37 innings that is a ton that is a ton of k's yeah he's been uh he's been great he'll get ahead of a guy and you know once he's ahead uh, that hitter's up there going, man, uh, i got to be careful here because something big time is coming, and I'm probably going to chase it more often than not. He seems to get him. We've been watching Arkansas from afar for good reason. Uh, are there any other guys that should be on our radar, guys that have really jumped out as you've watched this season unfold so far? 
the first month of the season, Ricardo Sanchez, who's on the 40-man roster, another guy in the starting rotation, was just absolutely lights out. Uh, he looked like a guy that was a steal. They got him from the Braves in a cash trade after Atlanta had designated him for assignment last fall. Uh, and Sanchez was really, really good in April. I mean, barely giving up runs, seemingly going seven innings every time out. He's hit a little speed bump here in May, but seems to be coming out of it. Uh, had a better start his last time out. Uh, he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's only 22. There aren't many 22-year-old lefties with a, a feel for pitching like he has. He's got a really good changeup. The curveball's solid. And early in the season when he was spotting the, the fastball, which is in the low 90s, uh, he, he was carving guys up. Uh, so Ricardo Sanchez would be a name to keep an eye on. And then pretty much everybody in the bullpen right now is throwing the ball well at double-A Arkansas. Uh, you can go down the list. Darren Gillies, Dan Altavilla, when he's been down here, has been lights out, which is a great thing to see. Uh, Zach Groats has been phenomenal. And then the side armor, Wyatt Mills, has been really good lately. He's a Gonzaga guy. And then Jack Anderson's a submariner who's really fun to watch. He's pretty much lights out. So uh, you got a lot of bullpen arms to keep an eye on as well uh, as those guys try to continue to be consistent outing to outing and put up the eye-popping numbers to get them to Tacoma and maybe Seattle. Yeah, bullpen arms especially can move awfully fast. We've already seen it this year. I mean, Parker Markle started with you in Arkansas and has already made his way to Seattle. Yeah, about two appearances in, uh, I was talking to our manager, Mitch Cam, and our pitching coach, Pete Woodworth, and I said, he's going to be in the big leagues by mid-season, and they go, might not even be mid-season the way he's throwing. <laughs> and sure enough, it didn't take too long at all. He struck out two-thirds of the batters he faced in double-A. Faced 27 hitters, struck out 18 of them. Uh, it was almost silly when he'd come into a game. He only allowed four base runners, no runs, and then continued that in Tacoma. And uh, we'll back to the big leagues the next time uh, he shows that stuff again because we know it's in there. And he's uh, a great story, a guy who missed some time with an injury and then battled back through independent ball and uh, – those are the guys that are real easy to root for when they make it. Speaking of missing time, no, so Evan White missed some time with the injury. What's the update on Evan? Evan's back and healthy now. It was uh, just a little tightness in his hip, uh, just kind of a minor deal, but one where they didn't want to push him through it, and he was going to miss a few days anyway. Ended up missing just under two weeks and bounced right back into the lineup. And, you know, about his second day back, this will tell you a little bit about Evan White, uh, the ball player. Second day back, the team's down six or seven runs late in the ball game on the road. And there's a pop-up down the right field line. Shallow pop. Evan goes racing back after and goes into a full-on dive to try to catch this ball, which is coming up foul with his team down seven runs in the eighth inning. And he'd been hurt two days before. He was on the injured list. So he plays at one speed. and He goes all out. He is so good, though, defensively at first base. Uh, he makes really tough plays. He makes hard plays look easy sometimes as well. Uh, the guys love it when he's over there at first around the infield because they can just throw it anywhere in the area and he's going to catch it. Uh, and the offense is starting to come around for him a, a little bit as well. He's had a couple home runs carry out to left field. Uh, he hits the ball hard a lot. Uh, and they're starting to find some holes through the infield with some line drives and some ground balls to get through there. Uh, it's good to have Evan back and healthy. He's been playing for about three weeks again now and uh, starting to look like his old self again. One of our favorite conversations in the wintertime was with the manager there, Mitch Canham, who was just sensational. Local guy, of course, started at Oregon State. How's it been uh, working with Mitch on a daily basis? It's, uh, it's everything you think it would be. He is yeah. high energy 24-7. Uh, there's never a down moment uh, with Mitch around. He, he's younger, uh, especially for uh, a minor league manager. He's only 34. But he, he has some experience now. This is his fourth year managing already, all in the Mariners' system. Uh, he really enjoys this group, and he just loves being at the field. 
Uh, he's out there working with the guys early every day. Uh, there's no quit in Mitch, and I think the team reflects his personality with how they play. We talked at the top of the interview about the close wins lately. That's how Mitch is as a, as a person and a, as a baseball player when he played in college and the pros. Uh, that's you don't give away in a bat. You don't you never think you're out of a ball game, and, and the team reflects that. Uh, it's been great having Mitch here, and uh, he's brought a fun energy to the ballpark, and uh, hopefully we continue to build on this. He got his 250th career win already wow. yesterday. Hopefully we can get him to 300 by the end of the year. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, the way Arkansas is stacking up wins, that can happen for sure. Steven, thanks so much for taking the time. I know how busy you are. We appreciate it, and I'm sure we will talk again fairly soon. Sounds good, Gary. Great to talk to you.